You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Wepa! What up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. Appreciate y'all coming in and tuning in because we're about to talk to an amazing independent comic creator like we always do. Homie here has a great project that's out and available now for you to spend them dollars on. It's a retro 80s inspired shoot 'em up rad sci-fi with robots and, and a very witty character. This book had me chuckling throughout, had me connecting with characters, beautiful art, great storytelling. Homie knows what he's doing. Let's talk about how he learned this amazing process and, and, and what the future holds for Tank McGregor, the one and only Reynaldo. Yansa! How are you doing? <laughs> How's it going, Al? I'm doing great, brother. Happy to have you on, bro. I had such a blast, my friend, reading Tank McGregor, bro, and the mechanical menace. I mean, Dude, yo, I'm so glad to hear you say that. Fuego, kiddo. Fuego, man. I can't wait to... Uh, learn uh, why, how this got all put together, the inspirations and all. But this is what we do here. The first thing we need to know is, first, where are you hailing from, bro? Where are you at? Uh, well, I am currently living in Austin, Texas, but I'm originally from Nuevo Laredo, Mexico. Uh, that's right on the border with uh, Texas. It's like Laredo and Nuevo Laredo, so I grew up on the Mexican side of the border. Okay. And I, I lived there for the first uh, 18 years of my life, uh, but I grew up bilingual. So I grew up in the Mexican side, but I would uh, commute to the U.S. to do uh, school, you know, elementary and high school. I did it in the U.S. Oh, word. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, so it was always like growing up, it was always like of two worlds, you know, because like I'd have all like my Mexican culture and my Mexican family and uh, uh, everything that we would do as a Mexican uh, family. But uh, at the same time, I was very much into... American television, you know, American uh, pop culture, American comics, uh, and just everything to do with that, you know. So I how did that happen, sort of like, though? Oh, how did that happen, though? So here you are in Mexico, you know, first 18 years of your life. What, you know, who introduced you to that then, that you fell in love with it? Or was it a, a self-founding thing? To comic books, it was like a self-founding thing. I mean, uh, the earliest memory I have of that is uh, when, like, my mom would go to the grocery store. Uh, she'd leave me in, like, the magazine section while she'd go around shopping. And the magazine section, I'd just go straight for the comics. And I was so little, uh, I, I wasn't interested in, like, the stories yet. You know, I wasn't reading them, but I was seeing all the pictures, and I saw, like, the death of Superman there. You know, I when he got his new black suit on, I saw oh, it there. Wow. And I would just, like read all those things, and I mean, I, I see all the pictures and see all the drawings and just kind of, like, study them, and then I get back home, and I would just immediately start drawing what I would see, you know, and without knowing the context of who I was drawing or why, it was just a good practice, and then I was just, uh, my whole life, I've just been doodling, you know, every chance I get, I doodle or I draw, I've always, like, liked to create uh, characters just in one sheet, and then just never, really, nothing ever really happens with them, but I just kind of, like, it's a way of uh, de-stressing, you know? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So what was the first characters you fell in love with overall? Um, I mean, the classics, like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> you know, that's, a, 
I mean, that's a little uh, cliche to say now because everybody loves them, but really it was like, I, I mean, uh, my parents used to own a video store, sort of like a Blockbuster, but it wasn't a Blockbuster. Oh, man, the local, oh, bro, the local mom and pop video store. You had that growing up? Muchacho. Yeah, man. Awesome. So I don't know how good I had it until they closed it eventually. But, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, like, they, they, like, we would get, like, the Ninja Turtles movies, and I just had access to all that shit, man. Like, I would just have access to so much movies and like anything i wanted i would just like get it and, and watch it and even when i wasn't like actively looking for something um they'd have the tv on like up uh in the corner while they yeah. like worked and i would just like watch whatever was on you know it's just nice that's how i got like all that movies and pop culture uh love my god from, what, from what, there, an uh, what an interesting what an interesting pop culture though <laughs> yeah 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 to the point to the oh. point where i got really interested in filmmaking actually so um comic wow. creating comic books they didn't come until later because i was more interested in uh film and filmmaking and i studied uh film production at ut and i even uh, i've made a couple of like short films and uh, i made a feature film hey word Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, kiddo, you are rocking it. So talk about that journey then. I mean, what was the early inspiration to get into film? That what was the movie that said I want to do something like this? Alien. Uh, I don't know if you remember at one point, and I don't remember what year it was. They re-released the original Alien uh, in theaters for um, like the extended cut or something, and I went to go see it with my brother. And we had never seen it. Like, we knew of Alien, but we had never seen it. And we saw that, and we got home, and we were like, man, we have to make something like that, like something scary. <laughs> and we just got, got the video camera and started making movies. And um, it was like my family's reaction to seeing the movies I would make that make, gave me that, like, like a, it was like a, hitting a drug. Like, I, I became addicted to it, you know, like, oh, I want to see that reaction more. So I just started making movies and more claymation, animations, and all sorts of things, wow. you know. And also, yeah. so at that time, or, or did you start looking to get educated? Uh, I started looking to get educated. I didn't get educated in film until I, I reached uh, uh, college, my college years. But no, all I mean, it was all self-taught when I was younger. I mean, Love I would it. watch um, making ofs and I would listen to commentaries at nauseum. Um, I would buy books on like how to like the theory of film <laughs> and it. stuff like that. Books Love on how to it. write scripts. You know, I've always just been uh, enamored with all that stuff, the creative so, side. What was your anyway. first camera? Uh, it was uh, it was called the Canon Hi8. It was just a mini DV camera. Um, there may have been uh, one before that, but that's the one that I remember I started working on. It was my dad's camera. Okay, so Bobby put I, that uh, in your hands. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, he, he bought it for himself. I don't know if you put it in my hands. I just took it. You know? <laughs> like, Papi, I'm borrowing this. And they say, you know, Dad, whenever you want to use the camera, let me know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Although, of course, <laughs> then after that, it was like I became, like, the go-to guy to film any fam family event, you know, like birthdays. They'd, like, give me the camera. Oh. Get to the point where, like, I'm never in any, like, home videos because I'm always the one filming. Oh, indeed. Are uh, you really part of this family? Right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, did you find your tribe early, you know, like in Mexico? Since that's where you grew up in the city, were, were you able to find a group of kids that loved it too? Was it easy to find that? You know, was it that, like, available and freely available out there? There was a few things. Uh, in Ovaladero, there wasn't that much of a big community for film and filmmaking. Uh, at one point, they opened up a workshop, which I joined, and it was cool Um to go to that and learn from from the teachers there, but uh, 
for the most part, there was always me actively seeking out other people. And at my school, I started the film club, you know, because I wanted just oh, nice. people to help me make my movies. So it was sort of like a selfish thing. <laughs> like I, I started out like, oh, yeah, we can all talk about movies. But really, I just wanted like to get people on my side so they could help me uh, with my movie. Yeah, you know. aren't you inspired to make one yourselves now, guys? Right? <laughs> I guess <laughs> I love it. Hey, bro, you gotta do what you gotta do to make the moves, kiddo. You know? Yeah. So, th- is that how you find your tribe, though? In that in that very tricky way, or, or, or did you find people easily? No, it wasn't easy. I had some friends that uh, obviously I had my best friends who would always help me, and my brother who would always help me in my movies. Uh, he would always act in them. Um, people who were uh, also wanting to make movies, uh, there were a few of them in my high school. But I wasn't, like, so friendly with them that we hung out every day. So okay. I think they came of that. And it wasn't until I, I went to college that I met more people that were interested in what I was interested in. And then, uh, wow. you know, it went from there. But How was that college was, experience? It was – I liked it and I didn't like it. And I'll tell you why I didn't like it in the sense that, like, everybody you meet is sort of, like, looking out for themselves in the sense that, like, they don't want to collaborate in a movie. They don't want to help you in your movie. They want you to help them in their movie. And to some degree, I was the same. But, uh, but uh, you know, you, you see that and you're like, oh, I don't want to be like that, you know. And you also don't want to just, like, be pulling cables in someone else's film. You know, you want to be creative. So it's hard to, like, find that one person that you're just very uh, compatible with creatively, you know. Um, so that's why I didn't like it that much. But when I the stuff I did like was the other side of it, which is, like, you get, you're there and you're making movies and you're – with all these people who grew up like you and they would love movies and, uh, you know, you're never uh, lacking for talent and ideas and just the creative community is so thriving at UT. What type of equipment did you get your hands on then that you were excited to use? If, if oh, man, well, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't a, an, un, I was an undergrad. I wasn't a graduate student. So all the cool stuff went to the graduate students. Uh, the undergrads, yeah. yeah, the undergrads, we got, like, whatever we could get our hands on. And, like, we had you got an iPhone. <laughs> yeah, well, dude, there weren't even iPhones then. Like, iPhone, we had the flip phones. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, got to so text my hand, the buttons, the number buttons. That's how you, we used to text. <laughs> exactly, man. I remember those days. But, no, there wasn't um, that great of equipment. So I had to buy my own, which okay. I was going to do right. anyway, you know. So what, what was the first thing you bought? It was um, Canon HVX 200 Ooh. or the 205. Did you do your research? What are you doing? You researching? Oh, yeah. You that? Oh, nice. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, uh, that camera back in its day, it was, like, five grand. Oh, and wow. And I, I worked for, like, uh, when I was in school, I was working at a, as a camera guy at a local news station, just, like, learning that oh, money what? and saving, saving up for the camera. And when I finally got the camera... It's like the newer model was already out, and this one was already uh, antique, and it's like, oh, oh well. And that's how I just well, find hey, it every single time. So long as it works, kiddo. So long as it works, kiddo. You know what I mean? It, fuck the new generation came out. Hopefully you got it a bargain. Okay, you said you were a news cameraman. Now I got to just ask the question before we proceed. What was the most interesting thing you ever you know, ran across as, as a news cameraman? Interesting or... Interesting or bugged out or wild that just made you be like astonished. Anything that gave you an emotion that you were like, damn. <laughs> um, there was a Miss Universe pageant. <laughs> hey, <laughs> so you feel that? that? I feel oh, wow. that. But no, but that wasn't it. Uh, uh, no, at one point, uh, there was a, an escaped convict with a, a gun, and he was armed and dangerous, and he was firing, and it was like, 
within the vicinity of the of the news station. And you're so, on the scene. And I'm in the news station. So they're like, hey, there's this guy, and they're saying that he's hiding out somewhere out here. They're like, they're like cops. I can hear the cops outside. So I grab the camera, and when I go behind the station, and there are cops everywhere on this, like, hill with, like, really tall grass. And the guy was hiding somewhere in the tall grass, and I'm, like, getting closer trying to get that shot. And the cops are, like, shouting at me, like, get back, get the fuck back. And I'm like, I got to get the shot, you know, like, like if I really cared, you know. Um, that is a brave man, folks. You hear this? That's reporting. Thank you for your service, bro. Because that's insane. I mean, like nothing happened. Like he was, he might have not even been there. I, I might have just been but, distracting the cops. I let him get away. Yeah, you distracted a bear or a raccoon or some shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what was okay? So, what made you kind of then start getting into this creative set, though? You know, did you get immediately into comics? You know, from doing film, or did you do something else? in between before getting into comics? I didn't do anything else. Um, a film was always my main squeeze, um, but in between that, you know, I, I rediscovered comics um, by way of uh, Frank Miller, the Sin City oh, comics. Yeah. Like, I, I had heard that they were making a movie, so I, like, decided to get one comic I, I, I read A Dame to Kill For, and after oh. that I was hooked, and I, we just got, me and my brother, we just got all of the set and I read every single one of them, and I was such a big fan, and I loved his writing. And from there, I went to Frank Miller's uh, uh, Daredevil series. Oh. And then somehow I discovered Hellboy. I guess because Guillermo oh. Toro was making a movie. So I, yes, you know, yes, Guillermo Toro yes. had made the movie already. So he, yeah, he made the movie. So you got inspired. Like, yeah, why does Mexicano doing this too? That's mi gente. Let, let me yeah, learn. Exactly. I do the same Precisely. thing. Right? Anytime I see a Latino doing something, I'm like, yo, really? Like, I love Pacific Rim. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. I'm a big Kaiju oh, fan. It's one of the I best movies ever. Yeah, bro. I'm a big Voltron, Messenger Z, you know, and that's Latinos. <laughs> you know, even though it's a Japanese culture, you know that that's what they really saw in the Latino back in the day. I don't know if you grew up with that in Mexico, but as a little kid, I remember in Puerto Rico that my grandma, that's, that's my first love, was big robots, and it was through Messenger Z, the Spanish edition. In Puerto Rico, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like there when was I see a, big uh, robots, bro, I'm in love. <laughs> yeah, man. Cause I think I think uh, Mexico and uh, Latin America in general, we would get all the like uh, Japanese animes. Yeah, the Japanese anime. Spanish. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, we got it before the states. Before we yeah, got exactly. Before the main states, we we so, like, been put on. <laughs> so I would watch uh, Caballeros del Zodiaco and uh, Super Campeones, and uh, mm. I never saw like Voltron, but like I saw like. Uh, what was it called? It was called like D'Artagnan. It was just about giant robots and shit like that. Like I, I didn't know what I was watching, but I was, you know, absorbing it, all of it, you know. And it, it was a gorgeous thing to look at, though. You're like, oh my god, yeah, the battle scenes, everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, so, I love it, man. There, That's I, me I, there, bro. I love it. <laughs> so Mike, so Mike Mignola, who did Hellboy, I started getting into him, and I started seeing his comics, and I just fell in love with his art so much. Like, uh, and I think he's so uh, different. He's very unique. Yeah, yeah. Uh, artistically, I think he's the one that most inspires my work, uh, especially in Tank McGregor. Um, but, uh, you know... With I, a I very different it. coloring, though, aspect to it. Oh, I, yeah. I, I no, see Mike, it. Mike's I more see colorful. it. Oh, yeah, that's the whole thing. You know, where, where, where Mike's is kind of dark, yours is very yeah. bright. Well, I tried making it dark, and I tried using shadows like he did, but uh, he's the master. I, I couldn't do that, and it was just looking dirty, so I decided no shadows... I'm going to make it my own. But um, so I always loved that kind of stuff and all those comics. And 
after I graduated, I worked in a few film shoots and I shot a few uh, short films and I made my feature film. And, you know, it was always uh, always fun, always a, a great time. But it started getting harder and harder to get people to believe in your projects, you know, and to get people to like come in and work on your stuff. And it's getting harder and harder. You know, every time you write a script, it's like a year of writing it and then like a year of production and then like something comes out and then ultimately nothing came out of the movie, you know. So it's like I don't know yeah. if I want to do that again. That's when I rediscovered again my uh, love for like comics. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna take some of these scripts that I've written that I never thought I could make and just start drawing and just start making them into sequential art. And uh, that's how Tang McGregor eventually became a thing, you know. So who? What inspired Tech Man? Let's get into a big Tech Man. I mean, you gotta check out this website right there, TechMcGregor.com, so you can see what I'm talking about. Don't worry, I'm gonna show you. Some stuff, I, I have something pulled up, the preview of Tech McGregor and the Mechanical Menace um, that we're going to talk about. And obviously, please check out their social media. I'm going to be popping this up just as a reminder throughout. Um, but, bro, talk about the inspiration. Who is Tank? What inspired Tank? Okay, so the very earliest inspiration for Tank McGregor was the actual name, just Tank McGregor. And that was a buddy of mine. That was his, uh, his gamer tag on Xbox. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he just called himself Tank McGregor. And I asked him, like, where does that come from? Like, it's a cool name. Where did you get that from? And he's like, I don't know. This is cool. I guess it's because his name's Frank. He thought Frank the Tank. And mm. McGregor, McGregor, he just thought McGregor sounded cool. And not like a twist cool. on MacGyver. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I just kind of logged that in there. And, like, years later, I, I was wanting to make this character, this, like, science fiction thing. And I asked him, like, hey, man, could I use that name? Like, he said, is it cool with you? And he's like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Probably thinking I was oh. never going to do anything with it. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> hey, he so said, yeah, it's too late, kiddo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also is born from the, uh, uh, the fact that, like, it's so hard to come up with names when you're writing something. Like, nothing sounds right. You, like, write a really cool character, and you're like, and his name is Dave. No. Uh, uh, no, you know, so it's like. I'd rather have names. Gumercindo. Hey, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd rather have names that are not names. I love it when names are not names for people, you know. A guy called Tank, sure, that fits, you know. A guy named Almega, right? What the hell? Why not? Almega? Hey, man, that sounds like a Megazord. I could, uh, oh, I could hey. Yeah, that's what she said. Hey. <laughs> so, I want to add this to the stage so the people can see. This is the preview from the website, and I saw off the website. But tell me, yo. Explorations and color design and all that. Like where this comes from, bro. Look at look at this. I love this color. Uh, and you did everything, right? You're kind of a one man band on this mother. I did everything except the coloring. Uh, the coloring I uh, outsourced it to a, a a friend of mine called Michael Woods. Uh, he did all the coloring for it. Um, he did a great job, Michael Woods. Yeah. Great job, kiddo. And if he had an Instagram, which I told him to get an Instagram, I would. Share the Instagram with you, but listen, brother. Ray, this is my my bane of the existence with, with, with certain people in my life that I like. I just tell them, please get a certain platform so we can communicate better, and they just you know hesitate until they do it, and they're like, oh, why didn't I do this before? And then I feel like you're lucky that I live in Florida because I probably would have choked you in person. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there's not denying the guy is incredibly talented. I mean, like I I uh, I, I do the whole thing. Amazing, bro. Yeah, I drew the whole thing, and then I, I started looking at people, uh, like, on Fiverr and just Instagram and just, like, seeing, like, who okay. 
kind of gelled with the, the look I was going for. Really? And also who was sort of within my budget. So, and I, oh. I saw his work, and I just called him, and he's like, yeah, I'll do it. Okay, let me ask you. So, you know, wh- where did you actually find, you know, him? You know, what what platform? Um, I found him. I do not remember. Honestly, no. I want to say I want to oh. say Fiverr, but it wasn't Fiverr. It was like one of those things where like I was just looking at art on like um, on ArtStation or something, and I saw him, and I went to his website, I and I just I just called him straight up. Like, I, but I don't. Oh, was, that's this wonderful. Was, this was like two three years ago, man. Like, I don't remember how. Oh I wow. Him. Yeah. See, but that's, that's awesome because I always like to hear like you know where do you find people because there's a lot of creators that are always searching to co- you know find collaborative partners in the journey, and I'm mm-hmm. always interested in what, where do they find people. I know Fiverr is a great resource, you know, but I know that so many resources outside of that that actually allow you to even barter. So <laughs> yeah, you know, but this yeah, is exactly. great, man. And talk so, about yeah, and this know, is the cover. I love this it. is the yeah, cover for the for the comic book, and that's uh, that came out. Much later, okay. so after I had already finished the whole book, at yeah. one point, I, I when it was getting to the point where I had to start getting like thinking about printing and thinking about like putting it online or whatever, I thought I got to make a cover. So I, uh, uh, I made this and I told him, "Can you paint this?" And that's how that came out. And it's gorgeous. There you go. Story not Leonardo Garza, Carlo Michael Woods. Edit it. I love it. When I saw this page, I started dying. Edited by Brutally Honest Jurist. Please tell me, is this the name of the company or, or the group, or, or, no. or this is just me just saying? <laughs> that's me saying the people who read it, like my friends, my friend Andre and my brother, and people who were just honest about like what they thought about it. I'm like, all right. Yo, bro. Blunt that, honesty. I love it. That is the realest shit I have ever. Thank you. Yo, that's a good name for a company, though. It is, it is. Really honest, jerks. Yo, bro, that is a great name for a company. And let me tell you, bro, once I saw this, I knew for a fact I was going to have a great time with this book. Because I said, yo, who the hell says this? This is like, I even showed my wife. I said, yo, you got to see this. Look, I said, this is hysterical. I, I love it. Thank you for that, bro. It, it really immediately brought a smile on my face. Like, okay, I'm probably going to be going on an ill journey here. And here goes the prologue. And I need to know who the fuck is Gorbis the Conqueror because you know you say that from 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 the science of war making fun of the the art of war. I looked out into the infinite sea of stars before me, and I suddenly couldn't remember if I had locked the front door when I left the house that morning. <laughs> I love it. Ain't that true? <laughs> that comes for, the inspiration for those little blurbs. Every chapter beginning has a little blurb, like a little excerpt of this uh, fake book, The Science of War by Gorbis the Conqueror. And that's yeah. just straight up uh, from Dune. I don't know if you've ever read Dune, but every chapter has like a... I haven't uh, read Dune, but I know, yeah. okay, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Every chapter has like a little excerpt from like, oh, the book of Moadib. And they say <laughs> something, and I'm like, I want to do that, but I want to take the piss out of it completely. You know, I want to make yeah, it nonsense. I love it. Just like one-up jokes. Where the hell did you get your humor from? Fantastic. And look at this. Just this. Just, oh, I love it. It's just stuff that makes me laugh, man. If it makes me laugh, it will go in the book. Um, sometimes I'll I think something's it. funny, and then I'll read it again a week later, and I'm like, it doesn't make me laugh anymore. And I just eh, get it out of there. Okay. You know, you or do, else, you do funny. So you're yeah, your yeah. own biggest critic at the end of the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, this, uh, it went to, through so many iterations. The original script was like 10 pages. Oh, um, man. And it just went out building from that, and 
changing uh, minds. Big time. The big yeah, time, man. like 15 times that size now. <laughs> I mean, like, I was changing lines and dialogue maybe, like, three days before actually sending it out to the printer. Like, Say word, really. At one point, you just got to stop, right? You got to be like, all right, it's, it's done. It's out. You put it onto the world. So, and that's what, 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 okay, so as a creator, what is it? What, what is it that makes you, you know, be so impulsive like that, like, not not trusting yourself. I mean, if people are telling you it looks great, what is it about it that you just, you're not still not satisfied? If it's like you know, three days before, I mean, you are like you you, you would stress me out if I was your publisher. Like, dude, we gotta get this done. What's wrong with you? <laughs> well, luckily, I was my own publisher at that point. Um, Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but now, man, it's just some things that like you read it again, and if you don't, if if while reading it you have that gut reaction of like, oh, that's kind of cringy, or oh, I don't know about that anymore. Like, I, I just go with that, and I follow that, and I'm like, okay, why doesn't it make me feel the way it made me feel when I first wrote it? Why isn't it funny anymore? You know, what's not working with it? What should what would be better? And sometimes I'll call my friends and be like, hey, what's a better word for this, or what's a better name for a race of people that does this, or whatever, you know, or what's a good insult for a, a robot, for someone to tell a robot, you know, and they'll like give me different lines, and I'll just kind of like take I what I like it. and disregard what I don't like. And look at this. I mean, what is the inspiration behind the planet creation? And, and, and just this, I mean, again, you know, another shit that made me chuckle. I'm seeing this shit on screen from a robot reevaluating life decisions. I'm like, oh, damn, bro. Even robots are deep. <laughs> In this universe, everyone's so deep. <laughs> you um, know I mean? Apparently. Either deep or in deep shit. Either or, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I'm not even sure what that's supposed to like. In my head, that's like a, a, a pod, like a stasis pod that just carries, like, information, like data, like an AI. It's like a robot who doesn't really have arms or legs. It's just a screen. You know, like, what the hell did they do to me? What did yeah, they do? Yeah, exactly. And look at this. I'm in this also again, pages that made me chuckle. The story of this little baby here, uh, the ship designs, bro. All this. This, this is so fantastic. Your panel usage. Your le- and you even did the lettering and the placement of the lettering and all. That's all you too. Yeah, yeah. Damn, little um, bro. I mean, how did you learn how to you know set up a comic? How was that journey like? It's trial and error, man. Like, um, re- just just reading a lot of comics. Uh, I tried to look up books on how to do comics, but uh, I also wasn't really like absorbing any of it. And I was, I didn't want to make a comic like someone else. I wanted to like go in fresh, um, and not know what I could do or what I couldn't do. So that way, yeah. I could just kind of like figure it out on my own. Um, placement of like words and stuff that just kind of came naturally because it's like about where your eye goes. And even when you're not you're not thinking about it when you're reading an actual comic, but your eye goes exactly where it has to go. So when you yeah. write something, when I would write something, and my eye would go to somewhere that it wasn't supposed to go yet, I'm like, all right, that word, I mean, that bubble shouldn't be there. Because yeah. my eye is naturally going this way. i got to, like, bring it up here so the eye goes from left to right, top to bottom, you know? And that's kind of like just kind of trial and error, really, just figuring it out as I go along. Bro, and what did you do? Okay, that's what I want to ask. See, 2001, predating that whole Rick and Morty shit. <laughs> no, no, I mean, like 2001. 2001. Oh, oh, 2001. oh, okay. But wait, when yeah, you did yeah. this, when you created the, this baby concept, I think it probably predated that whole Rick and Morty episode for sure. Yeah. With the giant yeah, baby. It, it, yeah, yeah, it has. The when process you're telling me. Yeah, but it only came out like last year, right? And you've been working oh, yeah, on it yeah. before that. So, yeah, I must have. Like, yeah, somebody went into your computer, bro. 
<laughs> the biggest old school, yeah. Okay. Why the hell are there strawberries on an alien planet, bro? Why not, man? I, I just noticed that. <laughs> I, just, I just noticed that now. I read it's, it. Uh, I read it again. I love it. What the <laughs> fuck a strawberry is doing on this planet? It looks like a desert. It, it may look like a strawberry, but it's an alien fruit. It's a it's some sort of crazy alien fruit that uh, oh, I'm not getting into. <laughs> oh, but something I get too bad. Like worse than peyote, folks. Apparently. <laughs> Precisely. And look at oh, the robot design. So talk to me. Talk to me about the robot design. What you like? Sexy robot factory, man. Oh, I, 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 ooh, I, hey, Epa, you said it, not me. Yeah, man, it's a sexy robot factory, and uh, something happens here with with, with the particular robot. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, talk about this. I mean, tell us what you can without too much spoiler, because I need people to buy this book, man. Right, right. I need to buy the book. Um, <laughs> strawberry likes. Strawberry <laughs> likes. <as well. laughs> um, I don't think it's a big. Uh, Spoiler to say that uh, this is the, the 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 slingshot of our story. This is what, what kicks off everything. This is the catalyst. Um, we've been like seeing the entire universe, and we're slowly going closer and closer and zooming in on this one robot who is in a uh, a line of many sexy robots. And uh, here you can see that it says, "Whoa, it's it's waking up. You know, it's growing sentient." So. Something happened that uh, turned it on, and uh, are you a Blossom fan or something? Whoa! (laughs) Uh, What then? Are you a Blossom fan or something? Or Joey Lawrence? You know? Whoa! Well, that was more of a a Keanu Reeves. Whoa! Oh, oh, Keanu Reeves, not Joey Lawrence. Whoa, is a Keanu Reeves. Whoa, folks, there you go. Hey, look, chapter one, and once again, we get some knowledge from Gorbis. The I I love reading these books because. these crack me up. They're so stupid, and I love them. Because <laughs> the backwater planet of gibberish is the only galactic society where you can say that people speak nothing but gibberish. You get it? <laughs> so stupid. I love it. This is like a bad dad joke. An alien dad joke. I'm, I'm full of those, man. I'm not even a dad, and I have so many bad dad jokes. <laughs> they crack me up, man. I'm telling you, bro. Your humor is right up my alley, bro, for real. Uh, and, and look at it, look at this, bro. Uh, this, this is like the most ghetto space hotel ever. What's up? <laughs> um, yeah, what that's side like of the, the red, galaxy is this? <laughs> that's like, you know, like how like uh, towns have like red light districts, like La Zona. So I guess this would be like La Zona of this particular universe. It's just like a red light district um, of just debauchery and a bunch of, if you look closely, you can't really tell, but if you look really close into the drawing, those are all just ads for, like, sex shops. and uh, Yeah, man. I mean, there's, like a, there's a floating spaceship, you know, or a, a, a space tower in space. Think think of the Justice League Tower, but worse off with a landing base, something that looks like a parachute, a, a full of ads. You know what this is? This is, like, Times Square space. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> I love it. And, and, and look at the alien here, the most grimiest looking alien that I just, looks like he has a face that only a mother would love and <laughs> I would never trust. Yeah, yeah. So who, what, what, and what is this thing called Fisk? Fisk, um, isn't just Fisk like a great word for like a drug? I mean, like, yeah. I was trying to come up with names for a drug and Fisk sounded like a nice word for a space drug. Yeah. Like, it, it like it sounded like something that even the the kingpin endorsed. You know what I mean? Like, yo, here yeah, we go, son. Hey, yeah, yeah, maybe that's yeah. where it's origin. And it'll, it'll make you feel like a boss. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm using that. 
I'm going to use yeah. that. <laughs> there you go. And it'll make you feel like a boss. You know, you get it. Like you boss. get it. You know, and with that wing, so people know where it's coming from. Hey. Yeah, yeah. So I guess the, 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 the story behind it is it's it, a drug. Use it. <laughs> Folks, he I said it. I gave him permission. It's his. Excellent. You all heard it. <laughs> so obviously, it's a drug that just uh, affects robots, I guess. I mean, you see all the zero ones. Uh, you are sick-minded, bro. What is going on here? Yo, yo, thank you, Six Element. You beat me to it. Johnny Five. He reminds me yeah, so much oh, is this inspired by Johnny right here, bro? Like Johnny Five on, on, that, on that space crack or that ROV? Uh, I can see why it wasn't the original inspiration, but sure, yeah, Johnny Five. Yeah, sure, bro. Yeah, but I see. <laughs> but, yeah, this looks great. I love it, but, I mean, look at that, yo. Homie is like a robot that's bent. You know, you got space <laughs> drug dealers. You got. Oh, yeah. There goes your appearance. Oh, dude. How awesome does he look? And please tell me he's smoking a blunt. That's what it looks like. My God. <laughs> uh, yeah, space, space blunt. Yeah, he looks very next to see. But at the same time, I also had the privilege because I, had the, I got the opportunity uh, to read the book and I saw that there's some extra pages at the end. And you know he he was he initially had a very different look than what we have here, right? He did. He had like circular goggles. Um, he had like um like fur on his lapel. Uh, he had more like a space age like robotic boots. He, he had a lot of different things that after a while they looked cool. But then I was like, all right, man, I'm gonna have to draw this like a hundred thousand times. It's gonna get hard. I'm gonna stop trying. So I gotta make it something that's a little more, not easier to draw, but a little more uh, simple. Something you know? that's just gonna be, uh, not like I said, not easier, but just you know, in, in a sense that you could lay down much quicker as you. Yeah, and I'm not process. gonna get bored, and I'm not gonna get yeah. bored with it, right? Um, yeah, exactly. And now also, you put too much detail. Yeah, putting too much detail does get boring. Something like, God damn, this was tedious. Yeah, yeah. Some of, them, some of them, are, some of those panels are tedious, but uh, no, yeah, exactly. And then you want to, you hear people saying that like to have an iconic character, they have to have an iconic silhouette. You know, like something you oh, recognize yes. when it's just a silhouette, like the Mickey Mouse and like the Darth Vader. Like, so I was like, I guess that visor could be like a cool silhouette, you know, and it is. the lapel doing like a like the like this right here. I, I figure that's pretty iconic, so I, I left it at that. I love it, man. I, I love it. You know, great design, great character work, sick aliens, you know, and, 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 and look at these aliens, you know, and, and just, dude is raunchy. One is <laughs> too fat to handle his own weight. The other is blind in three eyes and a mask guy. This one, he's just scared. He's hiding behind the mask. I love it. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, you know, he's like, he's already reading them and about to, to beat their ass. And, you know, even since I'm agree, it's great design on everything you got right here. Thank you. Look at this, yo. Look at it. Oh, shit, man. He, see? And he's much bigger than what you would think, right? The alien. Yeah, man. He didn't look that big. Tax fearless. Mm -hmm. he, fears, he fears no man or no alien. Man, I love it, bro. I mean, and, and where did this character come from, man? Because, you know, when I was tall, I probably looked like that. <laughs> uh, the ball character? Um, again, it just came from uh, what's the simplest thing? 
And the simplest thing, uh, it's a circle, you know? You're just like, I just want to make a, something that's, like, easy, but, like, you see, like, you can tell that he's got, like, fat and flat on him, you know? So it's, he's fun to draw. Um, that guy, the purple guy, he was by far, like, one of the more complicated characters to draw, so I killed him. And that's what I see that. God, you're like, but carajo, bro, I don't want to deal with you no more. <laughs> oh, I love, and look what Elements says, is like, Robocop means Han Solo. Yeah, Robocop definitely was an uh, initial inspiration wow. for, uh, for Tang McGregor, for sure. Han Solo is a big, uh, uh, is very flattering, thank you. <laughs> always always shoot first, man. There you go, Reynaldo. You know what I mean? I'm trying to tell you, bro, you got some good stuff here, man, that people just got, got to pick up, which is available now. I mean, it's a gorgeous book. I mean, look at that. He said, oh, you're gordito, bendito. You know what? I mean, I saw no more, man, because I, I, I need people to, 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 to visit this amazing website that you have going on here. I mean, here we go. Like, you know, what is this? You know, it's, it's the 80s, the erratic, erratic 80s action movie I ever saw, but it's sequential art. You know, basically, how could you get your hands on it? You go to the homepage and order this bad boy. I mean, you already saw a preview. Who made this? I love it. Nobody knows it was buried deep within the age <laughs> Bro, so where in Texas was this found again? Austin, Texas. And what, what, where specifically did they find, like, a, 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 some type of a pyramid or something there related to this? Uh, Tell me. In the, in the Round Rock area. Round Rock, Texas. <laughs> I um, love it, bro. Get yeah. mind it. Love the website too. Uh, you know, and and then you have a store. And here, folks, here's a store. I mean, you could order your copy, get it today. I mean, the, and there's also shops. You know, shout out to Tribe Comics and Games. You know, for distributing the book. Um, how easy? Yeah. Let's say, for example, so someone, a retailer, is digging the book. Is this the easiest place on the contact page to hit you up? Or, or can they hit you up at any of the socials, like right here on Tank McGregor on Instagram and Facebook? Yeah, hit me up on Tank McGregor uh, comic at Instagram. Um, I'll um, that's the thing I have always my phone on me, so that's the thing I'll most easily respond to. But if you um, ah oh yeah, the eighty synth music man, that's, I think I sent you the track. Uh, yeah, because yes. when I was making the Kickstarter for this, I, I made a trailer and I'm like, this needs an awesome trailer musical soundtrack. So I asked uh, uh, my cousin, uh, who goes by the name of Musical Guest, he's a very talented musician, to make me a track. And he made the most, like, the raddest piece of music for Tim yeah, I, I, I have a piece of it. I have a piece of it. Hold on. I'm pulling it up right now. Thank you for the reminder. I'll, I'll play 30 seconds. Is that okay? 30 seconds? Okay. Yeah, that'd be good. So let me do a screen share. I'm going to do 30 seconds of this bad boy. I'm share system audio. Here we go, folks. I think 30 seconds should be enough. Uh, it, well, you tell me. You tell me. You, you say, I'll stop it. All right. All right? <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Oh. So Terminator. <laughs> yeah. How great is that? You're Reno, right? You told me. Woo! This is so cool, brother. Tank thing. We're at 30 seconds. That enough? Stop it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I could just do that all day. Yeah, you and me both. You know, I'm gonna blast this and drive my wife crazy right after. <laughs> there you go, there you go, Reno. Right there you go. You see, 
Reynaldo thought about this already, bro. And uh, he's like, yeah, that shit is perfect right there. It is amazing. I love it. So talk about that. I mean, were you involved in, in the production of that, or was that something that just came as a surprise to you? Um, I was involved in the sense that I, I called up my cousin. Again, you can guys can find him. At, uh, he was my musical guest on Instagram. Musical guest, Instagram. Musical guest, shout out. Um, and he, he, I mean, he's a very talented musician. Uh, every time I would make like a short film in college, I'd call him and be like, "Hey man, can you make me a track." That oh, word! Like that's his soundtrack, we, man. Oh, I love yeah, it. yeah, and, and we got to collaborate. And um, then when this came up, when again it was for the Kickstarter campaign, I knew I wanted like an original piece that was like very '80s inspired. So I went to him and I asked him. I begged him, like, "Could you please make me something like this?" Because I'm always like asking for stuff from him. So I started to feel kind of bad, <laughs> but um. And he's like, well, what do you need? And I just showed him, like, an example, uh, a few examples of something. I just wanted it to be really 80s, really synth, you know? And he's like, I got you. And, like, a week later, he's like, here you go. And he just gave me that. And I'm like, this is perfect. Like, I couldn't have Amazing. For a and a track. week he did this? He did this in a week? Dude, he works fast. Salute, bro. Musical guest. Yeah, salute, homie. Wow. I mean, it sounds fantastic, yeah. And I just thought terminated with that answer. Like, oh my God, Tam McGregor's coming into the building, son. <laughs> it's okay, totally let me let me ask you. So, if you if you had an opportunity to turn this into something more than comics, whether it's an animated film or a mo- or like a live action movie, what would you prefer between the two? Can I have both? I mean... <laughs> you can only have one in this world for now. Right now. Just to start with. Just, just, just to start with. You know, one will always inspire the other. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm which is the, the one that you would like to begin with? The movie. Oh, movie. nice. So who yeah. is Tank McGregor in your mind? If you had... Dead or alive, there was an ideal actor to play Tank. Who would it be? Um, I think... And I have to go with, and I was just having this conversation with my brother and my wife. <laughs> I love it. Um, but uh, my wife made a really good point, so I'm going to have to go with, because uh, I agree with her who she thinks it should be, uh, Sam Rockwell. Oh, I feel like Sam Rockwell would be a really good, I mean, he'd be covered the entire time, but he's got that sort of a, that like swagger, man, and that like sort of, he's, he's not really an asshole, but he kind of carries himself <laughs> like one. He's like a, a, totalist. a, a wise ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like a wisecracking, wise ass, you know. So I think uh, it's Sam Rockwell. So hey, if, if you want to, if Sam Rockwell's you listening. Sam, you heard, you heard. And, and yeah. if someone's listening that knows Sam, let Sam know what we're talking about here to check out this amazing book. Let me put it up again. Tell, tell Sam to go right there, see what we're talking about, all right? It's going to be nothing but fire, yo, for real. You know, and look at it, even the gentleman says, like, damn, yo, for real. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So uh, I, I, now that you have this project out, right, what else mm-hmm. are we getting? Are we going to get more Tank? I mean, w- what's the plan here with Tank? We're definitely going to get more Tank. I mean, uh, when I finished this one, um, the first thing I thought was, like, man, I don't want to, like, do this again. I want to go with something new. I want to create something else entirely different. And like not a week passed and I was like just right back into that universe. Like I had another idea for Tank McGregor, you know, another story and it's just like kicked it off from there and I'm already uh, uh, pretty knee deep in uh, volume two right now. I think it's going to be a lot larger than what this one was. So I'm going to have to... Bigger than this bad boy? 
Yeah, man. Like it's Epa. You know what? That that's value for your dollar though, because again, this bad boy is over a hundred pages, folks. But the whole thing is that again, this is what I love. There's certain comics, you know, and I don't I don't like to talk negative, so there's certain comics that I stop halfway, take a break. Right? Mm-hmm. This is not one of those. Oh, thank you, man. This is one of those, once again, that is like, yo, I want to keep, I, I, I need to read each chapter as it goes on. Like, I really cared about the characters. I dived into the story, and it's like I could not pull away from my chair. And even when somebody, you know, I, I had my own family asking me, can you get me something? I'm like, can you give me, like, another 15 minutes? I'm like, I'm sorry, they could be probably bleeding to death. I'm like, I'm sorry, but you're going to wait 15 minutes. You know, because, yeah, for real, it's a page turner for real, it's element. It is over 100 pages. It has some awesome extras where you see, you know, again, I didn't want to put that up because I want you to see his original inspiration. And the only way you're going to see that is if you buy this book. Because when you see the the original that he was doing, it looked amazing. But I could understand what he meant that, you know, to do that page by page, uh, it's going to be something that's going to be difficult, especially when you mm-hmm. want to get that story done. And just show the people how. Again, who's to say that tanks uniform can't change in the future? You know what I mean? As he starts making some money in the business, it already <laughs> has, man. It's one of the lessons uh, learned from making the first one. Because you make the first one and you learn lessons, and you're like, man, I'd rather not have done that. But instead of like changing everything in every single page, you just kind of keep it going until the end, so, and then you save it for volume two. So volume two, he's got a slightly different jacket. It's the same jacket, but it's just designed a little bit different. He got more money, you know. He went a little bit high class, bought a little bit better, better alien leather somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Better alien, yeah, alien leather. <laughs> so, um, you know, what type of copies are, are available currently? You know, is it digital? Or is it physical? And if physical, what type of physical? Can we get a soft cover, a hard cover? What do we got? It's it's a soft cover. I actually have a copy right here. So this would be what you would get if you get oh, the. Hey, look at it. Oh, look how thick. See how thick that bad yeah. boy is? Let me see that spine, say? too. Hey, I know that's what she said. Let me see the spine. <laughs> you dirty boy. Look at that. Nice boy. Let me see that back. Hey, look at that beautiful book, Gorbis the Conqueror. <laughs> I love that motherfucker. I love Gorbis. Bro, you need to write a whole a novel of just Gorbis the Conqueror quotes in the style of the <laughs> art of war. The science of war, man. It's already uh, something. That, yeah, it is something I should do. <laughs> That's <laughs> a good should, idea. Do, you should. It's like, you know, all related to the universe. And, like, who the fuck is Gorbis? And, you, you know, we, you could create this whole big story behind Gorbis, too. You know, he's the sun's view of space, bro. Exactly. He's exactly the sun's of space, um, but he's retired, you know. He just he, he never died in battle, so he's got all this knowledge. Oh, he wants you to know what? He never was in battle. He was just in the back car. He was like, let me write this shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole aspect. You make him let me write this shit. He was smoking, and he's just cowering behind, like, yo. <laughs> and his face weed, bro, from the planet Urbia. <laughs> so, yeah, so you can get a physical copy. You can get a physical copy on the website, uh, or you can buy digital, again, on the website. If you happen to be in Austin, Texas, you can get it at uh, Tribe Comics or uh, Rogue Gallery Comics in Round Rock, um, or uh, uh, Austin Books and Comics is where they have most of them right now. So, again, if, if, there, if there are any retailers listening or folks that have, you know, potential distribution opportunities for you, where can they contact you at? That you can contact me uh, at my Instagram, 
Uh, Tang McGregor comic Instagram. Um, or if they go to the website, tangmcgregor.com, uh, shoot me a message there. I'll get it. Um, if they go to the Facebook, Tang McGregor, again, there should be a message there. I'll see that as well. I'm very, I'm very easy to contact. I'm not a recluse. I love it. I love it. I love it, man. The homie's ready. He's hungry. He's ready to get Tank out there to roll over everybody just like a Tank does. You know what I mean? I love it. So outside of the Tank McGregor universe, is there anything else on the Garzaverse that you would like to let us know about? Or you just oh, want to focus on Tank right now? Mainly on Tank right now. Uh, all this stuff in the Garzaverse, there's there's ideas that are percolating, man. You're percolating. Just, uh, ideas that I have. I, I have you're ideas. making that coffee. Where by? Here you go. Yeah, exactly. Things that I don't want to, like, say just yet. Because not that like, it's a super secret or anything, but sometimes when you, like, say something out loud, uh, you kill it, you know? You kill the idea before Not necessarily, though. Not necessarily, because sometimes you're also speaking it to birth. And when you're with yes. good energy, you know what I mean, like me, because I believe yeah. in what you're doing, brother. I, you know, let me give you your flowers. I love it. When I say yeah. that, what I mean by that is just thank you. Thank you for being willing to be creative and be bold and put yourself out there because not many people are willing to do that in, in real life, you know what I mean? And then people are harsh in this world, the social media nowadays and all so F the haters, you do you, because this project is amazing from beginning to end. I can't wait to see more of Tank. I can't wait to hear more of this. Synth. I need to hear, like, a whole album on the synth music where, you know, like, if you do the Omnibus, which is four, for me, an Omnibus would be four volumes of Tank McGregor, you know, connected to a soundtrack that could last as long as the read if you could time it. And there you yeah. go, bro. Sort of like oh listening God. to Pink Floyd while watching uh, uh, Alice of Oz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bro, and, and don't smoke any blunts or do LSD because then, bro, you know, don't blame us for what happens. <laughs> don't blame us when you go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And Have you ever done that? Listen to uh, uh, the soundtrack while watching that movie, Wizard of Oz? I, I, I only did the beginning of it. Like we and my wife one day, like, is this true? And we found some shit, and we were like, oh snap! <laughs> it fits, man. It fits. But then the it thing does. is that like a lot of different things fit. So it's just a coincidence. Okay. Everybody just kind of picked that one and latched onto that song because it's the best story. It's just like the Nostradamus shit, right? You know, no one knows what he's saying until it happens. And all of a sudden, oh, he said it. Where? Well, how come you couldn't fucking stop it, asshole? <laughs> <laughs> come on now, stop it. I love it. Yo, Ray, you're you're amazing, bro. You're a great guest. I love your energy. Uh, you know, your your journey is incredible, man. I love that. You know. Self-educated, but then you go from one journey to another, and then here we are today with this amazing comic book. You know that you were basically, you know, doing almost everything, and then you landed this amazing colorist. Oh, before we go, this is the last thing I want to add. I love the logo. I love this. Was that you yeah. too? Oh, 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 that uh, who me. did this? That was me. The logo was me. I had to. Learn Photoshop so I can do that damn logo. Anyways, <laughs> what was the learning curve like? How long? Uh, it's still going. It's still ongoing. Oh, it's still, still, uh, yeah. ongoing. Just like yeah, me. Thank you for the honesty okay. there. <laughs> I mean, I knew what I wanted, um, and it was just a matter of like looking it up and seeing like how do you describe like I want like a metallic '80s low synth vibe and like something like that. Keep up the right. Like, how do I do this? And then like just learning Photoshop and going step by step like doing this and i think that logo right there is like 
the only one that exists in a file because if I were to like look for it, it'd be like so many different files like compiled together and it's all like hanging together. Well, by the string. Please, I hear you, but please put that in your Google Drive, put that on the Dropbox, put that <laughs> anywhere you can so that way you never lose it. <laughs> I know, right? That's what I do. I got multiple places for my file just in case, bro. Uh, but I, I love it, man. This is, you, you've done a great job with the story, the logo, the, the look of the characters, the ca- the future casting, Sam. I mean, you know, talk to your agent. You have something here. That's good. Right oh, so, okay. So if you're going to do live action, will it, will it be a full-length movie or will it break down into a series? It'd be a full-length movie with the with two and three on the way. So it'd have to be like a trilogy. Uh, the trilogy, right. love it. <laughs> but each one has to stand on its own, but still connect all throughout. Look, I think that would be give him a good send off at the end. I think that would be the the ideal way to do it. Get it done, kiddo. I'm ready. I'm ready to spend my dollars. My wallet is outside of my pocket and ready to spend. So let's get it Excellent. done. All right. So folks, you know, thank you for tuning in, bro. Ray, you've been an amazing guest again. Yo, please check out TechMcGregor.com. That's TechMcGregor with two G's at the end right there. All right. Check out the website. Order that book today. It's available now. It's Comic Crusaders podcast recommended. Our mega recommends 150%. It's a fantastic book. You know, it's going to put a smile on your face. It's action-packed. It's sci-fi. It's humor. It's fun. And, you know, you connect with the characters. And, you know, I, I can't wait to see more. And please, again, Thank you know. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I had a lot of fun. No, bro, you're the man. And again, uh, please follow him on social media here at Tank McGregor Comic on Instagram. And on Facebook, you can check him out at Tank McGregor. And if you're a retailer, please hit him up on either the website or Instagram as he suggested. Because again, this book is available for distribution at the local comic shop. So if you're a comic that supports indie comics, you know, I think this is one, an indie comic that deserves to be on your shelves as a fact, all right? And already you got six element. He's become a fan. And he is following you everywhere, which awesome. which most likely means he's gonna be hitting you up real soon because he has his own show. <laughs> oh right, all right. On. <laughs> yeah, man. So he's awesome. So you know, he says, look for my order, bro, because he's doing it right now. Fantastic. Oh, oh excellent. Six element, six element. You won't regret it. All right. And everybody that tuned in, do the same thing six element did for real. He ordered this book because you already saw the greatness of it. Again, I know many people are listening. Those that did not, uh, weren't able to see the images, feel free to tune in to the YouTube, the Twitch, or the LinkedIn video so you can see the images associated with this wonderful-looking book created by Leonardo and the colorist. Bro, great job once again. Everybody, much love. Hasta la próxima. Later. Thank you for listening to the Comic Status Podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCaves.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 